welcome to another episode of the Half Full Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, DJ, and I'm joined again by Bat Noby. How's it going today? I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. So, no last week we discussed the best RTS games, real-time strategy. And that was a fun discussion. We definitely went through a lot of them. And we teased that we should do a Star Wars episode. So, this week, we put our brains together, and we're going to be doing an episode all about the best, the worst star wars movies rank them in order perhaps um, we'll just kind of see where it goes and we'll kind of dissect them a bit um, i started watching a documentary series i think it's called empire of dreams um, and it kind of tells the story of george lucas and how he made star wars have you seen that i've not necessarily seen it but a lot of the stuff that's in there i have seen outside of it like uh, i was a big fan of corridor crew and they do a vfx react and I watched a lot of them back when I was uh, doing my own VFX for uh, movies and little short films and stuff that I did. And uh, when I was doing that, you learn a lot of things like the ATAT. They had full-blown miniatures of them mm -hmm. that they actually hand-moved, kind of like stop-motion. Mm -hmm. And it actually was used to move the sand, so the entire effect is them moving, and then they actually slowly made them fall over. I... I'm always in awe whenever I go and watch that kind of stuff because I'm kind of the same boat as you where I, I've seen all of it in pieces and chopped out. I've even talked to people like Anthony Daniels in person. I've talked to most of the cast in person, just had a one-on-one -on -one discussion with most of them um, growing up. So like I, I basically know all the general stories that people know about how these were made. But I'm re-watching it just to kind of refresh my memory and I am getting some tidbits about this. And that's one of the things that really blows my mind is the special effects and how they pulled it together and they had to make their own and invent stuff. Um, oh yeah, how they created, how they, if I'm right, they created green screens by using black and white uh, recording sets to actually change the color of it so they could separate the TIE fighters and put them back into the frame in moving. That's crazy. So, so, so you just said that you've had some experience with special effects and stuff because um, you've worked on some indie films, right? I've worked on a, uh, one or two small ones. But uh, the highest grade I did was uh, doing some green screen work. And on top of that, I did uh, bullets when they would hit the wall and the dust would come off. I actually did that, and I did the flash of the gun itself, as well as put in the uh, gun firing. That's cool. Hey, it's more yeah, than I've good. ever done. <laughs> I'm not big into video editing. Maybe one day it's a skill I'll learn. It's not one I've picked up yet. Well, it's a lot of fun to do, but it's a lot of work. So if you don't if you don't love doing it, it's not really something you want to get into. That makes sense. I, I think that's a very well said. That's a good way to put it. There's lots of things in life that like you think you want to get into, or you think you might want to learn, until you, like you realize it's an insane amount of work, and you can't love doing it if you don't love doing it. Yeah. yeah, we'll 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 go with that. <laughs> you you tried with the sentence. I tried. We get what you're saying. <laughs> I tried. I tried. All right, so let's let's try to rank these these Star Wars movies. First, let's start with what's the first Star Wars movie you ever watched? Because that's important. The first Star Wars movie I ever watched. That's a tough one. Probably the first the the fourth movie because it was the first one released. Because right. we, we wanted to watch it in order when it released, because the first three weren't out yet. Okay, so good. I, I was in the same boat, I think it was 1996 or 1997, when they re-released the special edition on VHS. 
and I watched episode four, and then shortly after I watched episode five, and then my parents maybe wait a couple of years to see episode six because I was only like seven years old. I was one or two at that time. Oh wow! So you saw them in the in the two thousands. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. We both started at the correct spot, um, which is a new well, hope. You could say correct spot, but it depends on who you ask. That's true, right? <laughs> then my sister was but born in two thousand. And so episode one was released in 2001. So her first movie, I couldn't even tell you what it was because we watched them all so much. It could have been anywhere. But, yeah. But, all right. So we'll start out by saying prequels or sequels. You know, which ones do you think are better? But just overall. Uh, or sequel sequels because now we have three wait, sets we have episodes one two and three which is starting with the phantom menace four five and six starting with a new hope and seven eight and nine starting with brain freeze for me seven eight and nine are on the bottom of the list the force the they force awakens undid, well the reason i don't like the latest three is they undid so much character growth that was in four five and six that it kind of minuted almost the entirety of the story of it Okay, so we can agree that that one's the worst for many reasons. Um, I still love all Star Wars, so we're not going to hate on 7, 8, and 9. It might have been some people's first Star Wars movie, and there are some good things in it. But I'll it's say there's some neat lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, they, they, lightsaber fights are always cool. New spaceships and new aliens are always cool, so there's always good stuff in Star Wars. So now we've ruled out one. Is episode 1, 2, and 3 better now that it's aged 20 years? Because originally people didn't like it as much, but twenty years later. Honestly, I thought the I think the reason people didn't like it is because they were so accustomed to four, five, and six that they never wanted to really give one, two, and three as much of a chance as they could have because they didn't drop first. If one, two, and three would have released before four, five, and six, honestly, there's a chance that it would have been the one that was more popular. It's very possible. Had they, I mean, I think, I think had they shot them in reverse order, then obviously yeah. that would have been the more popular one. I think the older one was always destined to be the more popular one. If I had to say one that I thought had the most potential that it could have done way better would be number two, Clone Wars. Because there is so much they could have shown, but they kind of just skipped through it and showed really big shots of the battles going on and some of the general work but they never really showed how dark the war god and everything mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons i love the animated series so much is because it goes really in deep with it and shows you just how desperate you could, they could get sometimes well i think it goes without saying that clone wars cartoon animated series thing is beloved by star wars fans young and old that definitely there's a lot of love in that with dave filoni when he put that together um being how close he was to george lucas i think part of the problem too was they, George Lucas was a young, hungry director when he made the originals. He was full of life and full of ingenuity and wanting to change the world and change the way people saw stuff that had never been done before. And then decades later, you come back and try to do it again, and you're a changed person. He's grown up. He's different. Uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's filthy rich. There's so much different about a person that they can't... I think that's kind of some of what was missing. Although some of the creativity in, you know was still there something's missing about the prequels not to mention they're cheesier um oh yeah they, they are pretty cheesy but if you talk to the original cast of four five and six they'll tell you that they couldn't stop laughing they didn't take the film seriously as a matter of fact alec guinness 
uh, for Obi-Wan was the only guy who did take the film seriously and professionally when they were shooting the original one. Until they all saw what a big deal was. Uh, some things that George Lucas almost caused the 4, 5, and 6 to flop because of. Like, Admiral Akbar, he didn't want him to be this, like, the alien that he is. But the director refused to let him change Akbar from what he is, saying that people should be able to see somebody who's ugly as a good person. Hmm. And Admiral Akbar is now one of the number one, like, heroes in movie history. Uh, yeah, he does get a lot of memes, and people are big Akbar fans, for sure. Um, another thing, oh, yeah. too, that people don't know about George Lucas, like, is the guy who played Darth Vader, the bodybuilder inside the suit, different from the voice, um, yeah. assumed, in his original contract, he just assumed that he's, his voice would be used in the movie. They didn't tell him. And then when they did tell him, he threw a huge fit, uh, so much that him and George Lucas disliked each other so much that that guy was not invited to all of the cast and crew get-togethers and events and the promotion of the film. Um, he was never re-invited. And so he never did get his voice. And then, because it caused such a huge stir, he thought when they finally removed his mask in the sixth movie that at least his face would be shown and he'd be recognized. And guess what? They did it. Wasn't. They swapped the actors just to stick it to him, even though he still played Vader for the majority of the movie. So, there's some shadiness that goes on. Not to mention, <clears throat> I believe, I could have it wrong, but I'm pretty sure George Lucas gave a percentage of each of the films and profits to each of the actors that were in it. The problem is... I the can't confirm or deny that. The films never made any money, as per Hollywood goes. Films never make money. So, people who make films make enough write-offs in the film industry so that the film breaks even. So, technically, even though Star Wars has made billions of dollars uh, the movies never made any money and so no one ever gets a piece of the pie which also you know goes hand in hand with the fact that George Lucas made a deal with Fox originally when they shot the first films that he would retain the majority of the percentage of rights to merchandising all the money coming from it which is why he made his fortune from merchandising Star Wars so yeah I think we got on a bit of a tangent Back on where we were, do I like the prequels or the sequels better? Honestly, I, I can't say either way because there are some things that are better about the prequels. There are some things that are much better about the sequels. Like, I wish Anakin would have been a lot better done. I honestly don't blame uh, Hayden's Christensen. I believe that that's the actor was, right? Yep. I don't blame him either. I'm with you. I think he's an awesome guy. It was Well, it was specifically the director told him to do everything. He's not allowed to do much other than what the director told him to do. Yep. And him and Natalie Portman were both them. very young and impressionable. You know, what are they going to say? I'm sorry, George. I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's just like they focus so hard on just doing them and showing that there's a love between him and Padme that they let a lot of the rest of the universe kind of go under a little bit. So to me, that's what, where the prequels kind of fail a little bit, but the battles and stuff, some of them were really cool to see. And you got to see the Jedi order before it fell. And it allowed things like the Clone Wars series to be made, which is kind of great because the Clone Wars series takes place right after the Clone Wars movie ends. And it ends right before the uh, Revenge three. of the Sith. Yeah. All yeah. right, so, so let's let's and talk. Then, 
let's toss in Sorry, those other movies know. that we had, right? So let's bring those up. So we're not just talking about the nine main series, right? We're also going to talk about the Solo movie called Solo, Rogue One, and Star Wars: The Clone Wars. We're actually looping that in because technically it was released in theaters, and it is a Star Wars film, full length feature. So Star Wars: The Clone well, Wars counts. We also include the shows Mandalorian, Obi Wan, and uh, Andor, and the animated show. I think we should do that as a different topic. We'll stick okay, to movies because yeah, it's too much there. We could really dissect these movies a bit. Yeah, because then we'd have to go back to the 2005 animated series. Yeah, there's a lot to go over for that. So I think, you know, as we've already been going 12 minutes here, and we still haven't said, you know, we're going to keep people dangling the whole episode on what we think the best Star Wars movie is, right? I mean, but we don't have to do well, that. We, we don't have to do that. We can dangle a bit longer. Okay, okay, we can dangle a little longer. I was ready just, to just give it to him, you know? like nah, what? Nah. No? Yeah, you, you got to have a little bit of suspense. You dangled it in front of him, and you took it away. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm going I'm to tell you say... my two favorite, my two favorite or best done ones, I think fall in the category of four, five, and six, the original. So I'm not going to go any further than that. But four, five, and six, I think two of the best ones are in there, and I think one of the best ones is in the prequels. So let's let's dive in. Where, where do we want to dive in? The old ones or the new ones? Let's dive in with the newest ones, just to get them out of the way. All right, I agree. All right, you start. You st pick pick them apart for a second. What did you like about them, or what didn't? I like that they had so much stuff set up to be able to happen. I dislike how almost none of it came to fruition. I agree. Like, I thought that was a big letdown. They, like, they showed a kid on the casino world have a chance to become something in it. If I remember right, didn't he use the force at one point? Yeah, he grabs a broom. And the then force. that's the end of that. I don't. If I'm right, he never comes back. Okay, my, my brother and his wife said the same thing, and they swore up and down for two years until the next movie came out that that was a character that mattered. And I, I did not believe so. I thought they were just proving a point that... Well, the reason that it matters is that in a storytelling directive, that tells the audience that that character is going to mean something or that something like that is going to matter in the future. Well, Luke also it... dies in that movie, and they also use the words... I, I'm not the last Jedi, or you're not going to be the last Jedi. And I think that's what that was the storytelling I always saw from it. They're just showing that their Jedi's will always be around because there's always force sensitive people, and you can't stop it. And that's what I got from it. I never thought he was going to be somebody important, but he, uh, my siblings did, and so did another good friend of mine who's a huge star. Which fan. is the big problem. It doesn't matter if you don't see it. It matters if a majority of people see it that way. Yeah, that and I would say the majority of people. The majority of people I've talked to did actually think, like like you do, like he would have meant something. So I do see where that was going, I guess. Well, maybe... I didn't necessarily care if he meant something later. I just hoped that stuff like that would mean something. But most of the time, it just showed up and kind of just went away. Yeah. And then the way they treated Luke, he went from this extremely hopeful dude who was very powerful in the Force, had every chance to rebuild the Jedi... And then the first time a kid has a bad dream, he tries to kill him. Yeah, I didn't agree with the Luke treatment either. Luke didn't agree with the Luke treatment. Um, yeah, that's why I don't like 7, 8, and 9 is because they literally undid everything. Han Solo's back to having lost the Millennium Falcon, and now he's got to go get it again. It, it's and, just and, rewrite of the 4, 5, and 6, but in a much worse way. Another way that they could have really messed it up but in a different way, would have been to have him on Coruscant with the Jedi Temple, and then they made Luke 
too much like the original council, too much like Yoda and too much like Mace Windu, where he became too political and he went down the same path that messed them up in the first place. That would have been an alternative way to screw Luke up, um, which probably would have been better than being a hermit. Oh but, yeah, and there was so many. There was so so much lore they could have dipped into. There were so many extremely well received books that were in legends that they could have easily reached into, and they just decided against it. You know, you know what probably would have made a good story. There's so many things that would have made a good story, right? But one thing just off the top of my head with extra lore that you're talking about. What if they had Luke and Mara Jade and their son Ben, and then they had pick a kid for Han and Leia, any of the kids. I don't care. Make a new one. What if they were on opposite sides? What if their kid fell to the dark side and these two new characters are clearly the good and the bad side and it's a story of redemption? That's pretty generic and not creative, but it's better than what they gave us. Yeah. Um, like, I honestly don't mind that the main character was female. I thought it was refreshing, but the character they gave us was very just bland in a lot of ways, and I'm not the only one who believes that. Yeah, again, could fall on the directors for the most part there, right? the story writing that went on with it so because yeah. I, I do love the actress so and i i do love the character of ray um yeah i i like ben ben solo a lot adam driver he is my favorite character from those movies so i think he was very interesting to see yeah i think he's a talented see actor him. i liked kylo ren i liked him come back to the good side i wanted more of that that last half hour of the movie, just put that in all three of the movies, please. Just more stuff. That was cool. Yeah, that was one of the things that was also kind of captivating because you saw Luke struggle with becoming the good guy and then almost like going to the dark side, but then getting over it and becoming the becoming the ultimate good guy for it. Like no. he, there was so much struggle in four, five, and six, but right, he, Luke. Yeah, but he overcame it, so it helped tell a very driven story. And they connected them through father and son. Yep. Yeah. yeah I, so I, I'm not really sure what was going on with Ray and uh, Kylo there. Whether it's supposed to be a love story or whether they were trying to do more friend things. Who knows what they were trying to? There's some weird stuff going on throughout that. We couldn't oh, yeah. figure it out. Heads or tails? Were, are they siblings? Are they pulling that one on us again? Or are they supposed to love each other? Or why? Why would they? Then kiss? it was just nope. Now they. Yeah, so, no, they're not related. What? And now they're kissing? Why, why are they kissing? Like, there's not enough of a love story there. That's a twisted love story, I tell you what. This dude yeah, know, kills they his used parents. One of those he's evil. It was one of those things where uh, they knew something about the lore that they never explained. So the lore, if you knew it, it made sense. But if you don't know the lore, it just sits there like, what the hell is going on? And if you don't explain the lore in anything other than a book... 90% of people ain't going to know what's going on. Uh, explain, go a little deeper into that. What kind of lore are you... So, are you it, it was a sort of thing where they were linked through the Force. I believe it's like a Jedi Dryad sort of thing. Oh, I yes. I can't remember. And they were linked. So, while they were linked, they were destined through the Force to fall in love eventually. But there is zero explanation of that in the entire film. Just all of a sudden, they're linked. And you don't know why... And it doesn't explain anything oh, yes. until the last movie. Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. You know what I did like? One of my favorite Star Wars characters. This is a TV show for a second. I promise it right back. Um, Corn Horn. <laughs> Corn Horn is from the book I Jedi. And he's a Corellian pilot or Corsac agent who turns Jedi. 
And in the Obi-Wan show, when they're smuggling Jedis in Star Wars Obi-Wan, and they're smuggling them through that planet, on the wall they have all the writing of all the names of Jedi who came through. Oh, yeah. There's one of them, um, Valkion Horn, which was Corrin Horn's father, which he used his father's name when he went into hiding sometimes. So that character kind of snuck his way in. Um, and the... I thought it was cool that they uh, referenced Quinlan Voss. Yes, well. th that was so cool that they kind of... You know what happens with Voss in the original story, right? Um, I do not. I think he, I know he survives and disappears, and I know he's, I he saw Clone Wars exactly episodes. Disappear. He ends up with uh, Asajj Ventress. Oh. Yeah, they end up getting married and everything. That's twisty. Yeah, so I believe they meet up, start bounty hunting together, and then they fall in love. Cool. And then if I'm right, either he dies or she dies, and I, that's the last of the story I remember. Well, it can't be him unless they just re rewrote it, right? <clears throat> so, okay, yeah, okay. I think it. I think Ventress dies. All right, so there was definitely some good parts in seven, eight, and nine. They're definitely not our favorites. I think they're worth watching if you love Star Wars, because so far everything Star Wars is worth watching. There's nothing. Oh watch. yeah, I will say Kylo Ren was really cool. How he would break down. Yeah, he he came off a little whiny sometimes, but he was a kid who was kind of just driven away from his home. And now he's just got all this power and anger and everything just keeps going wrong for him. So he's just frustrated all the time. And it's really cool to kind of see that as he's just destroying everything with the saber. Because mm -hmm. he's just breaking. He definitely was misled. I think, like, hurt. He was hurt as a kid. You could call it child trauma. He was manipulated by a, a guy who was powerful in the dark side. So there's a lot of explanations there, but they didn't really give us enough explanations. Or Stoke, they kind of say he was powerful in the dark side. We really don't see anything from, from Stoke. Right. Well, no, just... well, maybe the Emperor was controlling. I don't know. See, they don't tell us enough, right? We just have to imagine. Yeah, yeah there's just no explaining for it. And then Snoke just dies. And it, 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 it just happened. I did love that Stoke. scene, though. The scene where he chops him in half and Ray and him go back to back and they say, that was my favorite scene out of those movies. It was cool, but if you look at it from a, 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 a choreographer perspective, it is a terrible, terribly choreographed fight scene. You can see multiple people kind of back up and wait for the fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you, if you actually look at it from a choreographed standpoint, it is an awful fight. It's kind of cool how you see them kind of struggling to win the fight, but at the same hand, these two are meant to be extremely powerful force wielders at this point, and they're kind of just flipping around and fighting. It just feels a little weird. I still I still liked it, though. It was the music. It was the moment. It was just like The something... music and the moment, I'll say, were pretty good, yeah. It was good. It was good. Just all right, the choreography right, so... was weird. Right, let's, jump. let's jump to the... The prequels, I guess. That seems like the place to go. Um, I like some parts of Clone Wars, how it shows Jango Fett and how it actually gives him a bit of story. You see him on Kamino and everything. You're talking about um, Attack of the Clones officially, though, not just the Clone Wars Yeah, general. Attack of the Clones. So episode two? Yeah, I like that. episode two. That was I keep the... forgetting that it's called Attack of the Clones because I haven't actually seen the title in a while. Yeah, well, that one was the first one I saw in theaters. Okay. So I, I watched episode one at home. I saw that one in theaters. Um, loved them all. You know, I really liked... I mean, like, what can I say? I was a kid. I loved episode two and episode three when they came out. I just was ecstatic about them. I was so happy that we had more Star Wars movies, period. I was just happy that they existed. 
So. Oh yeah. But yeah, I I I I'm seeing more people Ooh. back then. He was a Mandalorian. Now he's not. You know, we find out now he is and he's not. We're not sure. He he isn't. That's either. Boba. This is Jango before Boba. Still Jango. Same deal. We originally yeah, we were he told he's a Mandalorian. Yeah, he never stopped necessarily being one, but he wasn't considered one. Yeah, but that that's been on the you know back and forth. You know, depending on who you talk to and which interview. You know, when they originally yeah. came out. Nowadays, we got it figured out, nailed down. But well, depending on the who you look at for the interviews, George Lucas agrees that Samuel L. Jackson never died, and so the Mace Windu can return any time. Oh, he's coming back. You better believe it. Yeah, don't. No, I really hope so. I've always wanted him to. Because he's such a powerful character. Like, yes, he was hit by the Force Lightning at point-blank range. But for such a powerful character, it's really sad seeing him die so swiftly. But it's also impactful because it was because of the trail and not because he actually lost. Yeah, he was totally kicking butt. Um, I, I've seen the scene explained where... Sidious kills four Jedi really quickly. Jedi Masters supposed to be the best, and he kills yeah. three or four of them really fast, like Hit Fisto and Katamundi and stuff. Oh, or it wasn't Katamundi. Yeah, no, Katamundi died Sessie on. Tin. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Katamundi died to the clones, but this was Fisto and Sessi Tin, and I think it was Eve Koth, Eve Koth, Kessie Tin, and uh... yeah. I can't remember. Kifisto. I'm a big fan of him. Kifisto, yeah. Yeah, and then so yeah. he so. I've heard it explained that the Darth Sidious used like a, a Sith scream, like a dark side scream that disorientated them long enough for him to kill three of them. Um, well, he did something like that, but at the same hand, he did a move that was swift and forbidden in the Jedi that was specifically designed to kill other force wielders. Okay, and, uh, cool. I like it. Kit you know? actually blocked it as well as uh, Mace Windu did, but he was taken out by the second slash. That's cool. So I like those explanations. And the reason they showed that is because the top three fighters were Kit Fisto, uh, Mace Windu, and Yoda. And Obi-Wan wasn't even considered one of the top fighters yet because they looked at his fighting style as weak against uh, saber wielders. But in Obi-Wan's hands, it's the perfect fighting style to fight nearly anyone. That's cool. Saber styles is another thing we could do a whole episode on, right? Lightsaber styles. Oh, yeah. and that's a really cool topic, too. Even, even though... how, like, some of the hilts were made. Like, a lot of people did not like Count Dooku because he made the curved blade, which was specifically designed to fight other lightsabers. Yeah, that's sweet. I can't wait to see more on that story because they have Ahsoka and, and Count Dooku is young coming out soon as an animated. Yeah. So that'll be cool. All right, all right. So so we, we, we got our parts of episode two, right? I guess we're starting with that. We skipped episode one. We'll circle back to it now that we're here. Yeah, we'll um, circle back to it. The, the clones one. come There's out of the clone ship, out of the sky. The clones in the battles. and the, all You never before seen that many Jedi fighting. That was incredible. That was epic. Oh, yeah. But, and it also showed how, honestly, terrible a lot of Jedi were at leading. Because their idea of strikes were to charge the clones out into open battle. And because the Jedi could handle doing that, but the clones would die rapidly, and they can't be replaced very easily. So they're sitting there charging into battles, losing thousands upon thousands of clones because the Jedi don't know the difference between being able to charge into battle and not. Mm -hmm. So Genosis was almost as big of a loss as it was a victory. I really like I really like how like in depth you go into the lore and everything outside the movie and you like I like how you go and try to explain it. Because most most people who well, not most people, but 
more hardcore Star Wars fans to know that stuff. But the general population wouldn't know that stuff because they haven't read the books, even the main main storyline books, right? Like, people who love Harry Potter usually go back and read the Harry Potter books. Oh, yeah. But you love Star uh, Wars, and you don't go back and read the Star Wars books. <laughs> if anyone's interested in hearing really quick videos that are very detailed on Star Wars lore, look up Geeksly on YouTube. He has a lot of videos that actually go through, show pictures from the book, and actually goes through detailed stories. Geetsley? Yeah, Geetsley. How do you spell that? Uh, G-E-T... Uh, I, I, I'll look it up real quick. Okay, you pull it up, we'll circle back to it. Um, but let, uh, another thing is that clones started disliking Jedi because they did those tactics. Right. And clone commandos, who were in very short supply, that were enhanced soldiers that were meant for espionage missions and going behind the enemy lines were thrown constantly in the front line and they died rapidly. And it was such a heavy misuse. It majorly negated a lot of the power that the clone army had early on. That's a cool point. So it's like throwing your elite forces in the front lines, even though they're meant to sneak around. I think nowadays they're going back and they're dissecting and in their well they're inserting more storylines into the empire versus rebel war um of four five and six and i think that's cool they're exploring that right now with the latest tv show uh, of andor and showing, oh, yeah. how, showing how dark it was we're getting that now we never had that before but we got it oh, first we got it first with the clone wars and that's what made makes some people so fond of those characters like ahsoka ahsoka was never in the prequels but she should have been because she's freaking amazing um oh yeah but she was also wasn't created yet exactly so i do like their ability to go back and weave in stuff so speaking... so uh, the, the channel was uh geetsly g-e-e-t-s-l-y apostrophe s not a sponsor but definitely check them out <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot of good info for star wars so let's jump to uh, episode one obviously people like darth maul people like the pod races um people just thought it was cool that a new star wars movie was coming out i mean the lines for that thing uh, people waiting oh, outside yeah. for a week camping out to get to see this thing in theater like people were excited um how do you think it aged it was uh, really cool to see how characters like maul were created because he was never designed to take over for the emperor the emperor never trained him enough to be able to take him over like he trained vader he specifically trained maul in a way that would weaken him so that way he could be disposed of so he could be treated like an assassin in the end i don't think he ever so wanted he vader to take really him over stopped. either no he never planned for that but he with maul he specifically treated him in a way that made him weak enough so that way if the emperor ever had to get rid of him or something happened he could okay so so anakin has no no father per se um in episode three the emperor talks a lot about we're still talking episode one here so i'm going to tie it back around Episode 3, he tells stories of how you can create life with the Force. Um, is Emperor Palpatine Anakin's dad? Did he use the uh, Force I... to, to manipulate the midichlorians inside Anakin's mother and make Anakin? I do not believe he is. Uh, if I'm right, the character's name is Shmi. Right, the mother. Walker. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know who the father is. But it's thought that he was created using the Force. Well, yeah, that's what his mother says. He didn't have a father. Yeah, but Palpatine did not do it. You don't think, it, you don't think Palpatine more, did it? It, it, it would explain... The prophecy of the fact that, uh, that a kid would come in power of the Force, and that would explain why he's so strong with it, because he was made by it. 
Well, the, you can still say that Palpatine made him with the Force, and that's why he's so powerful. But not only that, Palpatine is obsessed with the Skywalker line. He's obsessed with Vader. He's obsessed with Luke. He thinks so that they are the perfect, most powerful apprentices possible. Almost like they're his kids. You know? Like he, he wants them. But at the same hand, Palpatine had no idea of them around the time Anakin was born. And no, had no thoughts towards that at the time. Yeah. Well, that's that, right? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that. All right, all right, let's jump forward. We're fast forwarding now. Back over episode two. Into episode three. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's the best of the first three. I'll, so, I'll agree with that. It was cool. It brought, you know, it, at that point, it had, some t- it had some Clone Wars stuff created in the Clone Wars universe at that time. We'd already seen some backstory to some, what might have happened. And we know Anakin and Obi-Wan are very close. And there's like, oh, you're my brother. You know, like, that kind of stuff is just really... Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to break... Have you ever read the what was supposed to happen inside that scene? I don't know, but I did read the actual Episode 3 book that came out before the movie, like months okay, before. Okay, so you might know what I'm about to say. Uh, so he, when Anakin lost his limbs and is crawling towards Obi-Wan, his eyes return to normal, and he starts begging Obi-Wan to save him from himself, that he needs help. And that, like, Obi-Wan's the only one who can help him at this point, and he knows something's wrong, but he just doesn't know how to fix it. And Obi-Wan just says that he can't. And oh, and that's when uh, Anakin's eyes go full Sith, and he just starts yelling, I hate you. Because okay. he reaches out for one final time, a actual chance to save him. But Obi-Wan and the old council are so in their old ways that they don't believe he can be saved. So he just says no and leaves him to die. And so Anakin finally breaks and just so starts yelling, I hate you, while he's trying to cling to life. I think that's interesting. I I would be okay with that ending, and I'm okay with the one they put. I think that one's a little more on the nose and definitely leaves less room for... Um, well, if you actually uh, cut the scene up, you actually see him say those lines, but the words don't... You don't hear the words. Oh, cool. So it's an actual part of the movie that they were supposed to do, but they decided against it. Yeah. Then they also added in the no part when they redid episode three and re-released it. And he, Vader comes off and he's like, no. He says that because that wasn't in the original one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, was... I own the original, original four, five, and six that are unedited. Did you uh, ever see the, uh, the deleted scenes? Yes, many times. So you saw the Ashakti scene then? Yeah. Yeah, because they capture her on mm-hmm. the ship, and they actually execute her in front of Obi-Wan and Anakin. That was in the Clone Wars, too. It, was it in the Clone Wars? I thought that was in... Uh, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, no? It, it might have been in the Cartoon Network 2D version. It was in the sure. 2005 one. She doesn't so. die, but she's captured. Yeah, and then... They, and she's and then, left to be found. And Mace Windu crushes Grievous's ribs, and that's why he has the cough. Yeah, which is actually a dark side move. Random fun fact, Mace Windu is one of the only Jedi... Who can use dark and light side moves without turning to the dark side? And Plo Koon is the only one who can shoot yellow, like a uh, good force lightning. Oh, I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Oh yeah, he was the only one who could do it. That's interesting. Well, it's still aggression, you know. All right, all right, all right. Episode three, arguably the best. Um, it's just lots of cool things, right? We saw the culmination of everything, seeing Yoda fight again with a lightsaber for the second time. But this time, oh, yeah. I'd say the probably the weakest is the first one. 
like don't get me wrong i like the movie it's enjoyable but the movie itself has a terrifying amount of flaws it's really cool to watch the mole fight it's kind of cool a lot of people didn't like the introduction of metachlorians uh, and a kid randomly took a ship it went up to space and destroyed a space station yeah episode one had some believability issues for sure oh yeah but there was other things like you get to see a, one of the first jedi funerals you get to, so you see, get to see a lot like, of these customs double-sided lightsaber yeah, double-sided lightsaber. <clears throat> Got to see what a, like a lightsaber fight looked like between Jedi when they were in their prime, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what's cool about the prequels, because in the in the originals, the lightsaber fighting was very stiff and more based on, like, sword fighting. And so when they switched it to, like, crazy acrobatics in the prequels, you got to see what Jedi could do with the Force. You know, which oh, is yeah. Cool. Well, a lot of problems with the, the Ben Kenobi versus Vader fight is they didn't... The elder actor couldn't do a lot of the moves that they wanted to do and they didn't want to use a stunt double because they didn't believe that they could actually replace him good enough for it to be believable so they had to do it in a way that the act the old actor could keep up with it oh that's interesting yeah valid point too have you ever seen the redone one on youtube yes that yeah. one's very interesting that's it's interesting almost a little too over the top but i think that's what they were yeah. going for yeah. oh they were definitely going for that all right, so uh, let's jump right into episode four then. Um, well, Rogue One, Rogue One leagues right into episode four. We'll talk really briefly on that. Um, did you like Rogue One? Rogue One was very interesting. I won't say it's bad. It's good on a lot of different aspects. I couldn't say it's a necessarily good or bad movie because there are some weird. There's some weirdness to it. Uh, you actually see uh, Saw from it uh, in it. You know Saw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in it. He's the really disgruntled old, uh, the old African dude has the beard. Yeah, he's also in the Jedi Fallen Order video games. Yeah, and uh, he's the one who gets who's bombed with the planet. Yep. He's cool. So, so, so Rogue was... One, I liked the other Jedi character as well. His name escapes me. You know, I'm one with the Force. The Force is one with me. He was cool. Yeah. The main characters were fine. I liked seeing the Death Star being made and how people were forced to make it. You know, that was kind of cool. Um, I, oh, yeah. It's a good movie. It's definitely not one of the best, but it's not one of the worst. Yeah. So. Um, I'd put Revenge of the Sith over it. Just because how much emotion that movie could portray. Yeah, I, I'll put Revenge of the Sith over it, too. Episode 3 is still the best out of the four we talked about. But 5 and 6 probably are above that. It's really cool watching the Battle of Yavin 4. Uh, I love the Battle of Hoth. I love playing that level in games. Yep. I love. I'm a big fan of the AT ATs. I'm a big well, fan of the ATs. Well, well okay, we're around. gonna get the Empire Strikes Back in a second. Let's talk Solo. <laughs> All right. Most... I have not seen it, and oh. I've heard a lot of bad things about it. Stop and go watch it. It is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And I think it is one of the best ones. And I don't know why people really? didn't give it a chance. I don't understand. Like, why don't people give this movie a chance? Just watch it. Decide for yourself, okay? It's a Western. It's a Star Wars Western. That's all it is. And it is. That's interesting. It's cool. Yep, that's what it is. No, I didn't watch it because what people said. I just didn't watch it because I never really found the time around when it came out. I've watched it countless times. It's funny. I think the actor did a great job. Um, it also has the queen from Game of Thrones in it. 
the actress who plays the queen in Game of Thrones, the main one of the main characters. She's Han Solo's girlfriend throughout the film. Um, you get to see Darth Maul in the film at one point. Solo is okay. a yeah, Solo's a good movie. Uh, it ties, I mean, I, I, it ties I, I, in I, the Black I've Sun. Game of Thrones still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the Black Sun Syndicate. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. They're in it too. I'm telling you, so many good tidbits. And I love the bad guy. Not the bad guy. I love the mentor good guy character for solo in that one that they chose um who also plays carnage in venom and carnage but well they put him as oh wow yeah let, let me pull up his name quick um who plays carnage i'm gonna type this in for this because i do know his name i'm a big fan of him it's just escaped me woody harrelson yeah woody harrelson he plays the mentor for solo in the movie teaches him how to be a scoundrel and a smuggler and a you know gun runner or whatever whatever western He's the, okay. he's the old cowboy who's like, I told you, son, you needed to listen, you know? <clears throat> like, that kind of thing. It was cool. Solo's a good movie. Um, the, only, the only character that I see, saw came back that I was a little disappointed in, but it was still cool to see him, was uh, in Mandalorian when Cad Bane shows up. Yeah. He's really cool that he's in the show, but he just doesn't feel like he, the how cool he was in Clone Wars. And I feel like they kind of shoved him in there for... Clone Wars people. I don't like that well, he, he has, was in it. The reason he's there is that he his the actual bullet on Boba Fett's forehead mm-hmm. on his helmet, that came from Cad Bane. Well, that makes sense, and that's cool. Well, they have full history together. Cad Bane and him dueled. They, the original season 7, Cad Bane and him dueled, and he shot Cad Bane, and Cad Bane shot him in the head, but the armor protected him, and it got the dent. Well, that's good. So it makes sense that he's there a little bit more. It's not totally random. I still don't like a minute, though. I think they're trying to shove too much in that scene. And I'm a huge Cat Bane fan. Love the guy. One of my favorite characters in the Clone Wars. So I just didn't well, think he... I it don't know. Sense in, a loot, in a thing of Boba and him, since Boba had been around and had grown up, those two were competing for who was the number one bounty hunter. And so the whole lore between that is that those two have been fighting for that number one spot the entire time. So it had to end with them two fighting. Yeah, it's cool. I, I wonder if Cad Bane's even still dead or if he's still alive. It seemed like he was still alive at the end of that episode. I, I honestly don't know. It'd be interesting, but I really don't like how like overly big he was. Because he was a thin yes. like, gunslinger. Yeah, that did make sense. They also didn't really get Ahsoka totally correct the first couple times. They edited her a little yeah. bit. Further. But it's all right. But we'll leave that be where it be for the TV shows. Well, yeah, Let's jump back. Solo is amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Since you haven't seen it, we won't delve too much into it. Episode four. Um, the one that started it all, and re- for that reason alone, is one of the best. Won't call it the best yet. Um, it is definitely one of the best because you cannot have Star Wars without it. And I think as a special effects lover and a person of creativity and like, you got to admit that there's something special about it, right? Like there is something special about it, but I won't give it the number one title just because it's old. I will give it a high title because the VFX and everything they did were insane and revolutionized the time. But I won't give it a bonus just because of nostalgia factor. I do like also, I'm going to argue another thing for the point, where I'm not calling anything the best yet till we go through all of them, but in its favor of being towards one of the best, it is a self-contained story. Um, the good guys win. They blew up the Death Star. They freed the galaxy from oppression. The story is over. And not many Star Wars movies can say away. that. 
yes, the leaving room for the bad guy to return like all good movies do. In case they need a sequel. Only if done right. <laughs> right. So I think for this... There's a lot of bad ways to have a character survive. Yeah. And it has, I mean, also, so it also, another thing arguing for it, it has the hero's tale. All the archetypes are there. They all feel good. Um, there's, a li- there's a little love triangle. Hmm? And it wasn't cliche at the time. Right. Yeah. All right. So let's jump to episode five. This is arguably Empire Strikes Back, the best movie by a lot of Star Wars fans. Huge number. It was also not directed by George Lucas. So. Yeah, this is lo- the one with uh, Admiral Akbar and everything, right? No, episode five of Strikes Back. You had it the first time. It's the Imperial Snowwalkers, Imperial Walkers, ATATs, uh, yeah. leading into Cloud City. You see Boba Fett for the first time in this movie. Yeah, I think that's Mike Ito as well. The planet. No, it's Bespin. Cloud City's over Bespin, Bespin. 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 Mike Ito's the other one. Yeah, that's from the Clone Wars era. Because um, yeah, Mike Ito's the one that uh, Coyote Moon. Right, yeah, exactly. It's the one Coyote Moon to die on. So, okay, yeah. we got we got Lando, Cloud City. We've got the love story between Han and Leia in the asteroid field. We've got I am your father, you know, the big moment. Um, afterwards, we have some stuff edited in between the Emperor and Vader where he tells him that it's his son, basically. Uh, that's yeah, because uh, what's the famous line that people think that, he, that Vader says, but he doesn't say? So, yeah. That... Like, no, Luke, I am your father, but doesn't he just say, I am your father? Correct, yep. So that's a... That's the whole theory behind that and how your brain works and how you remember things and want to remember things. But yes, he, it's just Luke, I am your father. But people, people, yeah. you know, people think it's no Luke, I am your father. You know? Yeah, because it's not that. No. no. But that's I, good. I it's it's a good movie. Look at. The reason why some people say it's the best is because of the love story as well as I think the I'm, fa- I'm your father moment. And it's just like broken up into really good three segments you have the the snow battle you've got the middle of the movie where luke trains to become a jedi and han and leia are falling in love and you have the end that wraps up the movie and people really like episode five when you go to star wars conventions and and you meet people like that is a really big favorite among people um and for a couple years i toted it myself as the best star wars movie um so I, i change every every so often i do change which one i think is my favorite um solo Fun fact, Solo has come close for, for being one of okay. my favorites at one point, which is crazy to even say out loud to hear myself say that because I know some people hate the movie, lots of people haven't seen the movie, and how could it be that great? But I just, something about it I like and I think it's very Star Warsy. But uh, any any other thoughts on Episode 5 before we jump to Episode 6? I, I know you're a big fan of the special effects and, and the Imperial Walkers and and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, we can go to we could do an entire video uh, podcast just off of the VFX. So we might actually save that for something like that, like All a right. whole episode just on VFX in general. Okay, so then Return of the Jedi. We open up on Tatooine. They're all trying to rescue Han from Jabba's palace. We um, go back and see Yoda again as Luke comes back, and I'm here to finish my training. He's like, "Oh, you're done. Move along, kid." You know. And then we have the Endor battle on the ground and in space. Um, that's kind of that movie. They kill the Emperor, and then Vader dies, and Luke burns him, and the Ewoks cheer, and the movie's over. It's not on Endor. It's the forest moon of Endor. Gosh. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Thank you. No, I deserve that. You're right. It is the forest moon of Endor. <clears throat> You're right. And where And where did they steal the Death Star plans from? The planet? 
Rogue One? No, the episode two ones. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the Death Star 2, where those plants stolen from. They mentioned it in the was movie. Was it Yavin? Solest. Oh, Solest. no, I'm wrong. No, they didn't get the plants from there. The Balkan spies stole the plants, but Solest is where the fleet was parked, the rebel fleet. Yeah. Here I am trying to give you fancy Star Wars trivia and act all cool, and I can't even get it right myself. I'm so rusty. But yes, Solist, I think, was where the rebel fleet was parked before they attacked the second Death Star. There was a spinoff story, I think, in the comics where IG-88, the bounty hunter droid IG-88, actually hacked into the second Death Star. To try to take it over. That was good. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot out there. Um, was it IG-88 or was it HK? It was IG-88. Okay. Um, the Super Star Destroyer crashes into the Death Star. It's a cool moment. The space scene was really sweet. Epic music. We got to see all the characters together again. It was a good movie. Is it the best? I'm going to say I don't think so. What do you think? <laughs> I would have to say five because that's, like I said, that's the one that... When I think of Star Wars, a lot of that comes into play. But I love Revenge of the Sith as well. Like, it's not the best movie ever, but if I think about Star Wars, it has a lot of the lore just in that episode because it shows Order 66, it shows everything fall apart, and it's what allowed the stories for 4, 5, and 6. It's not what allowed it to be filmed, okay. but it broke down how it happened. So All I right. like three for the lore base and five because when I think Star Wars, that's what I think back to. I like your answer. Good answer. Good answer. All right. I get to pick up my favorite two now. Go so ahead. I'm going to go with episode four, A New Hope. Might have been, might have been apparent by the way I talk about it. I am one yeah, for, it was. I am one for nostalgia. <laughs> um, I will say that if you are forced to watch one of the movies like ten times in a row, I would be okay watching A New Hope ten times in a row, but I'm not sure the other ones would be quite as palatable. Um, I'm, not sure, I'm sure I'd get yeah. them. You know, ten times in a row, right? Twenty times in a row, we could be really ridiculous and say, if you could only watch one of the movies again, you know? Hey, as long as you don't have to watch Order of the Rings. So. <laughs> That'd take forever. But no, A New Hope is my favorite for a lot of reasons. Um, most of them I already mentioned, but I don't know. I just, I just love the fact that it was so original you know and episode yeah. five obviously had amazing things in it and episode six was perhaps the most exciting of them because it was full of action so it made it just like episode three it was full of action so one of the most exciting ones um i'll say out of the prequels my favorite one i'm just gonna say is probably episode three like you and then out of the the last one seven eight and nine i'm gonna say the middle one the last jedi the one everyone hates but i just just because i like the ray and kylo fight scene Hey, that's fair. I, I don't have a favor of the last three. I, I I didn't even finish watching nine. It lost me before then. Yeah, nine was too much. I thought it was just spitting in the face of. We we're well, at the end, we're at the end of the podcast now, so we can we can trash talk it for a quick second. <laughs> yeah, like Palpatine coming back makes sense on the lore because he actually used the clone bats in secret to revive himself, mm -hmm. and that's actually part of legends. Yeah. I didn't have no problem so with that's that. that's fine, but, like, Ray being a Palpatine and everything, that all just felt forced in. It did, and then the re resurrection of the Star Destroyers out of the ground, and, like, the lightning in the sky. I have no this... idea what you're talking about, but fair. Oh, the, the end <laughs> fight sequence is just, like, ridiculous, dude. He, the Emperor raises all these Star Destroyers out of the ocean, and apparently they've been being worked on by slaves or people or who knows what's been going on there, but he has this powerful evil temple. And then there's lightning. He controls lightning in the sky and knocks rebel ships out of the sky using force lightning. Gosh, what is this, Bindu? 
You need to go watch the end fight scene. I need it to is... watch it just for what kind of craziness you're depicting. Like, I know in the comics they can toss Star Destroyers into the sky, but... He lifts the whole fleet out of the ocean with the Force. Yeah, they do stuff like that in the comics. And, and then and then the Rebels land people on top of the Star Destroyers and run across the top of them while they're in floating in the atmosphere on animals riding on top of Star Destroyers. There's some weird that's, stuff. That's very strange. <laughs> It wouldn't be Star Wars if it wasn't strange, though, right? It would be, because that takes... That, that goes... That almost goes to, like... That <laughs> I like, just goes way too far. I like <laughs> your answer. I'm like, you're, you're not agreeing with me at all. I'm like, well, it, wouldn't be, it has to be weird. And you're like, no, no, no it really doesn't. <laughs> because there's a difference in being weird, because weird is different than what you're used to. So if it's Star Wars, it shouldn't be weird, because you're used to that and expect it from Star Wars. For it to be extremely weird and throw you off basis to call something in a sci-fi universe that's already fiction weird. <laughs> Something's going on. Yeah. Well, go finish watching it and go watch Solo. And then on the next episode or the next one, you know, whichever one, you know, you watched them at. Fill me in on what you thought of both those. The, the ending of, um, the not The Last Jedi, what is it called? Return of, Rise of the Skywalkers or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's like Rise of Skywalker. Let me know what you thought of that. Let me know what you thought of Solo when you get around to watching it. Will do. I appreciate you being on again. This is fantastic. Talking Star Wars is one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I honestly talking Star Wars. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Batnobx on uh, YouTube. Batnobi on Twitter. And same thing for Facebook. Sounds good. You can find me at JediDJ with a 3 instead of an E on Twitter. You can also find most of my links at halffullreviews.com. We appreciate you listening. If you'd like to support the show, please tell a friend about us. Visit the website. You can check out our Patreon. You can join the Discord. There's so many things you can do. We appreciate all of them. Leave us a five-star review, and we'll see you next week. And I like the purple lightsaber. Uh -huh.